Saturday. Yeah. And somebody's already mowed a great big dick in the grass of the coronation grounds. <laughs> Scotland Yard is investigating. Are you serious? Don't you fuckers have anything else to do? You haven't even tied up the Jack the Ripper shit. Get your ass back to fucking Whitechapel and solve that damn crime. I mean, I guess since you're working on this, it's safe to assume you wrapped up all the Lincoln County war shit with Billy the Kid and everybody, right? Fuck the dick in the grass case. Who cares? Besides, you don't even know whose dick it is. Could be Will, Harry, Chuck, Camille. Yeah, I guess they had some dress rehearsals and somebody said, hey, somebody mowed a dick in the grass here. And Anyway, they're trying to figure out who did it. It's probably Megan. <laughs> or Prince Andy, Randy Andy, guaranteed it's probably him. Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man Show here on a Friday. It's supposed to be a goodbye day, but I don't like using that word anymore if I don't have to, so I'll skip it, thanks. Looks like there's a, a volcano of fire erupting right down there in Central America, and hey, we have a listeners. Rio de Janeiro. Hello, Mr. Ortiz. Muchas gracias, mi amigo. Um, a volcano less than 30 miles outside of Guatemala City is once again erupting, sending ash, gas, and rocks down the mountainside. According to data, latest eruption cycle of the Fuego volcano began in 2002, and it's in Central America, not South America, sorry. You know, it's less than 30 miles from the country's capital city. Ow. I mean, if it's like a Mount St. Hell, yeah. Yeah. That's serious. 30 miles is not far enough. They're saying due to the threat of the impact from the, you know, downslope flows, several small villages have already been evacuated. What the government said were preventative actions. I was a little boy, kids, if you didn't know. And we had a volcano blow here in America. Yeah, right up in... Washington State. And when that sucker went, people as far as 10, 12 miles away got killed. Not kidding. 10, 12 miles away. Yeah, buried in their cars and stuff. I mean, that's how incredible the blast was. And 30 miles isn't far enough for my ass. I mean, just FYI, I'm not trying to fuck up your weekend or anything, but uh, if I were a Guatemalan resident, I'm just saying it. I were. Yeah, I'd throw some shit in an overnight bag and leave for a month. (laughs) Hey, they figured out how Sarah Lee died. 
Yeah. I don't have pictures with the story. So I don't know if they're talking about WWE Sarah Lee or um or the pound cake, apple pie, cheesecake, bread and shit lady. Either way, Sarah Lee died from a concoction of alcohol and pills. But she fell. I'm confused. You're all talking about her falling. And now it's alcohol and booze. You know, sorry, personal story here real quick. I got to, we got to interview China and Sonny in Boston, Massachusetts when I was producer for a show up there. And um, they were late to the interview. And so the host of the show said, fuck them. Who cares? We're not going to interview them. If they're not going to show up on time, who cares? Man, they lost it. China and Sonny, the secretary, Liza, she called me out at the front. She goes, that China and Sonny's out here. They want to talk to you. So I went out there. China and Sonny pushed me up against the wall, and they were young back then, super mega hot. And I want to tell you something. They were getting ready to kick my ass, and I was going to let them. Oh, yeah. I was like, please. And, of course, Gold Dust is standing back there, zombie man. How did I get off on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. China died, too. Yeah. China died in the exact same apartment building Vince Neal was living in when he killed the guy from Hanoi Rocks. You won't catch my ass fucking living there. Everybody dies there. Anyway, um, Sarah Lee, it's either the wrestler or the frozen entree chick. Pills and alcohol, that's what killed her. Let's move on. They're still not saying what's keeping Jamie Foxx down, but he is still down, and they're saying his condition has hardly changed. I'm only guessing, folks, but I'm really guessing it was either a stroke, or something, but it was agged on, I think, by some kind of freaking opioid again. I refuse to take pills, folks. I won't do it. You know, even back when I smoked crack. Now, this is fucking true. Listen to me. Even back when I was smoking crack in 1988, I knew then, we all knew, all my doper colleagues, we all understood the best dope you could get was pharmaceutical. We all knew that back then. Fuck yeah, ask any doper, where's the best dope? Pharmacy. The legal shit is the most dangerous, potent, highly effective shit you want to get your hands on. Isn't it pathetic? This is what our society has become. The top of the food chain are the zombies who are walking around with money, buying this shit legally from their pharmacy dope peddling friends. <laughs> and their pill doctors. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, I've always said everything, everything the mob used to do illegally, the government does legally now. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Don't laugh, Arlene. I ain't got time for that shit. Alright, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Fortune has been around a long time. The 
Yeah, longer than the eruption of Mount St. Helens, I think. No shit. <laughs> there was a huge will misfortune last night as a contestant lost a trip to Hawaii just because she fucked up. Contestant Antoinette Myers started off the episode's prize puzzle strong, guessing four T's for 600 each, okay? During the streak, Myers had also raked in three large prize wedges, $3,500, and a $1 million wedge in the XL wedge, which acted as large wedge number of $3,500 and brought her total puzzle winnings to thirteen grand. Now what letter would you like? Yeah, sure. A couple of S's. And they're worth $3,500 a piece. If you landed on that XL, that's the big amount on the wheel for this round. And you control that XL, which now you have $13,600. What do you want to do? I'd like to buy a vowel. Okay. You? <laughs> Erica. Two tickets to paradise. But she selected the fucking you. Paradise? Maybe she was thinking sunrise. I think that's what fucking threw her. Oh, damn it. Well, she was a sweetheart for laughing it off and playing it cool, but I know deep down you were dying. Bless your heart. I hope you get fucked up tonight. You you have Antoinette go to find the nearest damn bar and get shit-faced. You're allowed tonight, damn it. Don't give that bitch Vanna any passes either. All right. After you, uh... If you're done putting pins in that little Pat Sajak voodoo doll's nutsack, uh, yeah, you might want to focus a little attention on Vanna. Hey, she was the one flipping them letters. She fucked you. Mm. Boy, Kevin Costner's soon-to-be ex-wife is wasting absolutely no time. Ringless Christine Baumgartner, seen for the first time since, you know, throwing that divorce at Kevin. 49-year-old was photographed running errands in L.A. on Wednesday. She ended her 18-year marriage, and we don't know why. It's none of our fucking business. But, boy, she's not wearing the ring. She's out there. Now, I, the only reason why I bring this story up, hey, she's allowed to go outside without her fucking ring on. Big deal, right? It's just that she was photographed running errands in L.A., just caught out in nothing, dressed casually in a denim jacket, tan sweater, and a pair of white jeans. You know, I think some, like, sandals or something, braided sandals. Anyway. She had her hair in a braid, too. She's already screwing somebody. Well, fuck yeah. Sorry, Kev. If you're out there listening, 68-year-old Kevin Costner. Yeah, well, your elderliness, unfortunately, cost her you your wife. Uh, she went with a younger fella, I guarantee it. I mean, you're only 19 years older than her. What do you expect, man? And I know some of you out there are saying, Stan, you're being unfair. You don't know that she's already out screwing around. Of course she is. I've lived in Hollywood, folks. If she was going out newly single in that fucking town, not wearing a ring, let me ask you, would you show up at a job interview in jeans and sandals, an old shitty t-shirt and a jean jacket and your hair braided up? Well, fuck no. You only show up like that when you got the job. Speaking of screwing around, Jennifer Lopez says that she would walk out on Ben Affleck if he cheated like Tom Sandoval. What a relief, huh? Yeah. Ben, that's great news. So all you got to do is not fuck around like Tom did. You know, just maybe throw like a woman with one arm or something in there, you know, just to change it up. 
be unique in how you fuck around. Maybe triple the amount. Oh, no. We have a couple of celebrities we got to talk about who aren't really worth a shit anymore. Like I give a shit. That's right. Like I give a shit. Celebrity news updates about celebrities that aren't so celebrity anymore. Actress Meg Ryan. She hasn't made very many public appearances in the past few years. There's good reason for it. She showed up Wednesday night in New York City, stepping out to the uh, support the Michael J. Fox screening of his new documentary, Still. Really? Michael J. Fox's new documentary is called Still? Did he die? Um... Anyway, the sleepless in Seattle star, 61. God, she's only 61, and she looks like shit. She posed for photos of Michael J. Fox. Everybody was just blown away because, damn it, look, the damage is done. Meg Ryan should be a warning to all women out there that Botox the fuck out of their face and turn themselves into plastic. I just featured a woman on this show a couple of weeks ago with audio, a woman who had quit using Botox after some odd years, and all the muscles in her face are dead. Her face doesn't move anymore. It killed all the muscles in her face. That's why you look plastic. You don't look real. Yeah, Meg Ryan looks more like Paul Ryan. All right. Another celebrity we haven't heard from in a while, Amber Heard. I heard that. I heard that. Oh, you did, did you? Well, isn't this exciting? What, is this a fucking hearing test? Did I wander into a Belltone commercial here? Of course you heard it, you fucking nimrod. I'm standing right next to you. (laughs) Well, it looks like she's quitting Hollywood. That's right. Donald Trump's future wife, Amber Heard. She says uh, she's quitting Hollywood and she's going to stay in Madrid, Spain. That's right. I can reveal... Heard has quit Hollywood and quietly relocated, took her kids with her. Now it's cheaper to live there. That's right. I know she says she's there just to get away from the hustle and bustle. No, she isn't. She's there because it's not so expensive to live there. I think she only had like 2 or $3 million to her name. And work isn't exactly piling up. So ever since that defamation suit for $50 million, which she lost... Shit, she's fucked. Over there, she can hide and live on the cheap. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Amber Heard, Meg Ryan. This has been... Like I give a shit. All right, folks, stick around for Dear Stan Letters. Coming up right after a mention from this show's sponsor, FireMeds Cannabis, Henrietta Stillwell. The cleanest smoke you're ever going to find is the one that comes from weed grown in all-natural living soil. And that's what you find at Firemed's Cannabis, Stillwell, Henrietta, America. I love Firemed's Cannabis because I know the farm my weed is coming from. There's no freaking mysteries. And the best part about Firemed's is no matter how good the weed is, $5 a gram. That's right. Not kidding, folks. Firemed's is not only a family farm-to-pipe bud dispensary, but it's also the home of the $5 gram. Take my word for it. Go to Leafly.com, L-E-A-F-L-Y.com. Check out FireMed's entire menu, including the most inexpensive RSO pain-relieving serum made on site. Place your order online. Pull up to the drive-thru window there in Henrietta, and they'll have your order ready for you. 
You don't even have to get out of the car. Home of the $5 gram, Fireman's Cannabis, Henrietta Stillwell. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. You find folks that ever like to write me a letter or get in touch with me, just hit me up at Jokeman Productions LLC on Facebook. Okay? It's the best way to get a hold of me here. Dear Stan, my son recently confided that his fiance is pregnant with our first grandchild. He asked me not to share this information with my wife, his mom. He knew she'd be upset because he was in the process of breaking up with his fiance. I told him I would keep his confidence for a short while, but that he should please his please tell his mom soon. That's mom's problem. She needs to fucking know now. And I, I, and I realize she probably has a lot of contempt for the fiancé because that's her son. I get it. I understand that. But had nothing to do with the kid. Has nothing to do with the child. She needs to know now so she can start preparing for her grandbaby. And you never fucking know. You never fucking know. It might even build a bridge between the fiancé and her. They may end up becoming fucking friends, even if the son and her don't stay together. It fucking happens, folks. It does happen. You know what doesn't happen? Nothing good when you keep it fucking secret. By the way, folks, I'm not a counselor. I've had no training at all, okay? But I am mentally disturbed, and like I say, nuts is worth hearing out. Dear Stan, after 17 years, my husband and I separated. He met somebody else, fell head over heels for her. Now he's back. But life with him is now different. He shows me no affection anymore, no caring, never a passionate kiss. Our relationship is not the way it used to be. That's right. He got ditched by the one he fell for. (laughs) You need to dump his ass, like, immediately. He's using you. Are you fucking crazy? You should have learned that in high school. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the letter. Dear Stan, I caught my daughter-in-law stealing my pills. What did you fucking leave them laying around for? My husband and I reluctantly suspected after the second occurrence last weekend, she was here again. (laughs) Yeah, she wanted more Adderall. She kept fucking showing up to your house to get more drugs. God, you people are fucking stupid. Don't leave Adderall on your dresser, dumbass. <laughs> and I hate to break it to you, but don't be just laying this shit at the feet of your daughter-in-law. No. I'd be checking blood kin, too. <laughs> Especially blood kin, because somebody told her the shit was there. Okay. Dear Stan, I asked my boyfriend to marry me. He said no. Get a new fucking boyfriend. You know, my wife asked me. I didn't say no. I fucking said yes. I thought she was fucking crazy. But I wasn't going to miss that train. We've been married. Damn. In 15 days, it's going to be 20, I mean, 28 years. Yeah. Look, in all seriousness, people are going to come in and out of your life. Get used to it. You're going to, and a lot of times you think you're hurt. You think you're fucking dying. Trust me. Eight times out of ten, 
It's pride that's killing your ass. Pride. Get over it. Go on. Think of much, how much happier you are without him. Fuck pride. Pride only hurts. It never helps. You fight through that shit. I lost a woman once. I cried for about 40 seconds, and then I suddenly realized, wait a minute. Oh, my God, I got money. Oh, my God, I got money. I don't have to make her fucking car payment anymore. <laughs> I don't have to pay for all her bullshit clothes and everything anymore. I've got money. I went straight out to a nice restaurant, got a nice bottle of wine, got drunk and fucking... <laughs> That's right. You'll be okay. I want to give you some details today before I leave on the Richard Glossop story because you have to know how despicable this story is. They're getting ready to kill an innocent man in Oklahoma. I swear, as if there hasn't been enough death around here already, these people in Oklahoma City... It's so diabolical and evil, I've never seen anything like it. They're going to willfully, knowingly murder an innocent man, Richard Glossop. Let me, let me give you some insight on this case, okay? Just in case you don't know anything about it. Now, I want you to do your own reading, but here's... Okay, you know I don't bullshit you, so here's what I got. Van Treese was a 54-year-old husband and father of seven. He was murdered January 7th, 1997. He was beaten to death with a baseball bat in a room, the Oklahoma City Motel, okay? He owned it, and he was beaten to death by a 19-year-old named Justin Sneed. Now, Sneed admitted to killing Van Treese, okay? But at trial, prosecutors portrayed the killing as a murder-for-hire plot orchestrated by Richard Glossop. Zero evidence. Yeah, connecting Glossop to the scene, other than the fact that he just worked at the motel, had a clean criminal record, never done a fucking thing wrong in his life. As a matter of fact, somebody determined the prosecutors even snuffed out evidence vindicating Glossop. Sneed secured himself a deal to avoid the death penalty, plead guilty and testify against Glossop, then a 35-year-old whose criminal record included a single traffic ticket became the prime suspect in the murder. That'd be Richard Glossop. He didn't do a fucking thing. Yeah. District attorney trying to make a name for himself, folks. Glossop was convicted, sentenced to death in 1998. Now, it was overturned on appeal due to ineffective counsel, but it was retried in 2004 and again convicted and sentenced to die. Well, the years since, a lot of questions have been raised about that conviction, including from Oklahoma's very own state attorney general. That's right. A second independent investigation commissioned by Drummond cited multiple cumulative errors, concluding Glossop's conviction should be vacated and he needed, needs to be granted a new trial. That led the attorney general to file a motion to vacate Glossop's conviction. But the Oklahoma Court of Criminal Appeals, headed up by Stitt's people last month, ruled 5-0, to zero, fuck you. We're going to kill him because it's cheaper, 
It's cheaper to kill an innocent man than it is release an innocent man and have to pay him. Are you fucking listening, Oklahoma? That court of appeals, those are Stitz boys. Steady britches people. And you know what a fucking piece of shit he is. If you don't, you're an idiot. But it, it runs in his blood. His own family lied about being Indians so they could get benefits. He's a fucking criminal. And I realize Oklahoma, they love goddamn dishonorable criminals as their leaders. But folks, this is as ungodly and unchristian. Ungodly. Now, I want to say something publicly. I've got Kevin Stitt's phone number, and I'm going to give it to you. If there is a Christian bone in your body, and you truly believe in God, you look at this case, and you pick up the fucking phone, and you make a phone call, and you plead for this man's life. I have. I will. These Republican fat fucks, they've discovered it's going to be cheaper to kill an innocent man. Ask for forgiveness later than permission That's the thought process. So, for the record, before I give out Kevin Stitt's number, for the record, the Stan the Joke Man show talking, Kevin Stitt, that court of appeals headed up the 5-0 denial of even listening, listening to Richard Glossop's people. Oh, they're protecting their boy. They're protecting their boy. So you know what that makes it, folks? Being that Sneed, they give Sneed a break to convict Glossop? That makes them all an accessory to murder. They know he's innocent. They're forcing it through to protect their DA boy. The DA boy is guilty of first degree murder. The Court of Criminal Appeals and Kevin Stitt are all guilty of premeditated, planned, executed murder. You ain't going to get out of it. I can promise you that. Don't you dare use excuses like, well, he was prosecuted by the jury. No, he was prosecuted by a dirty prosecution and sentenced by a jury. They're going to murder an innocent man, and that makes Kevin Stitt an accessory to murder. That makes his family an accessory to murder. His wife, his kids, this is going to hang on them forever. Would you like to know what I mean by that? Well, if I'm a lawyer, I'm contacting the Glossop family immediately because when Richard is vindicated, and he will be, you're going to sue the fuck out of the Stitt estate. Yeah, old shitty Stitty Bridges is going to fork over some dollars. So is each and every fucking member of that criminal court of appeals who did what they were told. I hope you arrogant turds are listening. I just want you to know, when this comes out, and it will, that we killed him despite the pleas, they all need to be tried, and they all need to be imprisoned. It's a premeditated murder! Don't you dare call yourself a Christian in front of me if you don't pick up that fucking phone and call this number. 405-521. Two three four two, four zero five five two one two three four two. You call Kevin Stitt, and you tell him, by God, in the name of God Almighty, God is watching. 
Don't you dare murder that innocent man. You son of a bitch, we're going to release that innocent man and we're going to pay him. He deserves it. And we're going to find out who broke laws on that criminal court of appeals and we're going to put some fucking people in prison. This is a wake-up call, steady britches. You better do the right thing, boy. Know that, chicken shits. Hey, fat fucks, community college, court of appeals, the world's watching. And you will be held accountable if you murder that innocent man. I mean, <laughs> you know, at the very least, it'll be your name, reputation, and future. It gets destroyed. Yeah, just a little shit like that, you fucking moron. I couldn't leave the show today without trying to do good for somebody, folks, and I hope you'll forgive me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up at the Stand the Joke Man Show here on a Friday. This is a product of Joke Man Productions, LLC, broadcasting from the Boys Room Studios here in Henrietta, America, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon on iHeart, Apple, Amazon, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify. I'm freaking everywhere. I think I'm even on Google Podcasts. I'm not for sure. It doesn't matter. I just do the show here, man. I'll be back on Monday. Fun day. Until then, my friends, have a great weekend. Bye, Candios, me amigos.